Welcome to Motorsport Coaching, the podcast for racers with racers. Miss Motivate can help get you to the next level. Every episode, she talks to the best racers of today and those that can get you there. She'll help you get better. Racing new. At fitness, nutrition, sports psychology, sponsorship, social media, public relations, and media training. Connect with Miss Motivate at motivatetraining.com.au. That's M O T I V, the number eight, training.com.au. And now, to help get you to the next level, Miss Motivate herself, Belinda Risley. Hello, crew, and welcome to episode 152 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today we are joined by a longtime friend and guest of the show, Charlotte Ward. Charlotte is passionate about helping athletes elevate their athlete pathway through building their brand and connecting with incredible opportunities. Her focus is on empowering athletes with the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to confidently identify, communicate, and leverage their brand. She has personally mentored hundreds of professional and elite athletes in their brand development in Australia and around the globe. She enjoys helping athletes connect an idea with an opportunity and identify the unique value they have to offer the world. With a master's of professional writing and the co-author of The Athlete Brand, Charlotte loves designing and delivering educational content that contributes to the pathway development of of athlete both in and out of sport. This is the third time we've had the wonderful Miss Woods inside the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I will link the other two shows to today's show notes if you haven't already heard them. She obviously brings a great wealth of knowledge around building our brand and I hope you get some more insights into that today. Previously mentioned on the show that we've got a free workshop coming up on August the 31st hopefully you're listening to this in August of 2023 around how to use Canva to build your brand with Andy Cal, graphic designer breast cancer survivor as well as motorsport athlete not only do we have that free workshop at the end of August um, the links will be in today's show notes or of course over on our website at motivatetraining.com.au but the second intake for 2023 of a winning sponsors sponsorship course is going to be opening up September 11. We are kicking off. So if you are needing to secure, obtain and maintain sponsors for 2024, this is the course for you. Um, again, you can race over to our website to check it out or register your interest below in the show notes. All right, let's get started and hear from Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte, and welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Hi, Belinda. I'm so happy to be here with you. Well, I was just saying, this is the third time on the show. I'm very excited to have you back. Uh, the first time was back in 2018. Um, as you may have seen, um, we're celebrating five years off the podcast. And so you were one of the top 20. I think you're number 17. So when we first had you on to the show. Now this is episode 153 or 52 you're going to be. So it's a long time, um, but you are the brand specialist and we have been talking about branding. So for those who don't know you, can you just give it a little intro? Yeah, sure. Um, so I am Charlotte Woods. I work with the Brand Builders. I'm their general manager and I've been there for six years now. So almost as long as I've known you, <laughs> Belinda, which is <laughs> wild. Um, and at the Brand Builders, what we do is we teach athletes how to build 
their brand. Uh, so how to identify it, communicate it, leverage it. We work all over the globe. We were in the US last year around the name, image and likeness rule change with the NCAA, doing some college talks. We work um, in England, in New Zealand, everywhere, which is really exciting. Um, but we're all about helping athletes to understand what their brand is uh, and really use it for those opportunities that are of most interest to them, whether it's sponsorship or social media or just having more control over your own story. We're all about teaching athletes how to kind of be your own agent in a way. And for those who haven't been following me for last month to talk about branding, what exactly is athlete branding and why is it important? (laughs) Excellent question. So athlete brand, the way that we define it is it's the impression you make and the impact that you create. Basically, that's just a really fancy way of saying how people remember you and what they remember you for. It's, it's, it's the, the words that you say, it's what you do uh, off the track, off the field as an athlete. Are you creating impact in the mental health space? Are you uh, a teacher in real life? You know, that might be part of your story. It's really all these things that make you who you are. It's not just your athletic achievements or your medals or your big wins or your losses. It's everything that makes you human. It's your passions, your interests. Um, it's your story, really. And why is it important for an athlete to have a brand? It's really important because every athlete has a brand. You might not know what your brand is, but <laughs> every single athlete has a brand. Uh, so it's important that you are in control of it because if you're not you're going to be communicating an impression or an impact that um, you're not in control of you might be telling a story that isn't as authentic to you or isn't coming across in the way that you would want it um, to so you need to have control of your brand so that you can control your own story and and sit in the driver's seat um, and have a really great time in sport by also being able to tap into all those opportunities that your brand offers you as well, your brand can help you connect with the right sponsors. It can help you stand out on social media. It can help you with your career and your transition out of sport. It really offers you so many different amazing opportunities. But if you don't know what it is, it's hard to be able to link it to those. And so we're just talking, we were using the word story. Um, how does an athlete start to develop their story? Mm. I would say the first thing you need to do is really sit down and look at what it is and beyond just the athletic side of it we're really big on helping athletes to understand that it's more than just the the athlete part of you that's interesting to people um these days in in marketing and sponsorship and this world of branding we are really interested in all the different parts of who the athlete is we're interested in the normal parts of your life too because the average person has no idea what an athlete's journey or pathway looks like we don't know if you study while you're also training we don't know if you're hoping to have a career outside of sport we don't know if you have these other niche interests and passions that you're interested in so if you're looking to understand what your story is it's about looking at more than just the athlete part of the story it's also um, what was your family life like? What are those other interests and passions? What are your values? What are the other things that drive you? So it's more than just I started training at eight years old, fell in love with it, and that was that was the end. It's also thinking about what are those other parts of the journey that are my own 
you know, really owning those unique parts of the journey and the story as well because those are going to um, help you stand out from the crowd. It's you embracing those things that make you unique and authentic. So I would say if you're looking to understand what your story is, think beyond just those athletic achievements and losses and challenges, but also what are the other parts uh, that make you human, that make you who you are. And once we've developed this story, um, how does the athlete distribute that story out or um, promote that story to others and to get noticed and heard? There are so many different ways as an athlete that you can be communicating your brand and your story. A lot of the time athletes, when we talk to them or we work with them, they'll say, oh, I guess I have to do social media or that's the only thing that's open to me. That's the only communication channel that I have. And it's true. Like it's the most accessible probably. I love social media because you can do it in your pajamas while you're eating ice cream or watching TV. Like it's so easy for you to use. But it might not actually be the best communication channel for Mm -hmm. you. enjoy it you might find it um, stressful so it's not the only opportunity out there so take a look at all the different ways that you can be communicating that that story it might be public speaking it might be working with charities maybe you have a, a story with mental health or a journey with mental health maybe one way that you communicate that story is by partnering with a mental health charity and doing some campaigns with them. Uh, You might have a passion for uh, healthy eating and so you choose to work with a sponsor in that healthy eating space and you tell that story that way. So there's lots of different ways that you can be communicating your story. I would say the most important thing is you choose the, the communication channel that really speaks to you that you know you're going to have a lot of fun with, uh, that you'll be consistent with, rather than saying, well, everyone's on social media, so I have to be there. If you love social media, head on over there. It's a great place to be, but it's not the only one available to you. There's so many different ways that you can be communicating that story. And once you have your story established, is it something that evolves over the time or is it just that's it and you've got to stick with it or is it something that you should be analysing every year or every two years or how long, how often should you revise your story? Everyone's story is changing all the time. How boring would life be if our story <laughs> stayed the same for 10 years? Um, a lot of the time when, when we meet athletes, we get them pretty young, you know, 19, 20. And I will say to them in mentoring sessions or workshops, your story is going to evolve and change. You're going to learn things about yourself as you grow up. Sometimes I'll have athletes who are young, they'll come into a session and they'll have no idea what their interests are and passions are outside of sport because that's all they're focused on. Um, but, you know, you ask them in five years' time and they've developed a longer list. They've they've developed their identity a bit more. They've, they've had that story grow and evolve and change. So absolutely it will change over time. That's normal. It's healthy. It, it makes life interesting. Um, so I would say probably assess your story, go back to it every couple of years, see if there's any changes, especially in that branding world. Maybe you've found that you have a passion for something that's popped up due to your story changing or something happening in life. And then you can say, okay, maybe that's something I add into my public speaking activities, or it's something that I uh, look for with sponsorship, or I start communicating on social media. So I would say, Every now and again, go back to it, see if you need to make any changes, but definitely don't be afraid to 
update things as you grow and evolve as a person. Now, Charlotte, you just mentioned that you do do mentoring and um, obviously the brand builders do have services. What kind of services um, do you offer um, athletes? So we we do a lot of our work uh, with sports organisations like the AIS, uh, Sport England, but we do, uh, if athletes want to come to us to to do work with us we offer mentoring programs we have online resources but i would say the most common way that we have athletes who are interested in doing some development um, that come to us outside of sports orgs it's Mm -hmm. typically one-to-one mentoring programs so taking them through that brand building process of identifying what it is how you want to communicate it how you plan to leverage it Um, and sometimes they've got specific uh activation opportunities that they're interested in too like sponsorship or social media and we'll focus on them uh more heavily fantastic now you didn't mention that magic word of leverage so once we've developed our brand and we've got our story down path um and how do we leverage our brand what's some tips you've got from your brand again similar to the, the social media thing and the communication side of things Thinking about the leverage opportunities that really speak to you, that you know you'll be consistent with and that will um, bring you the most value and think also about what life outside of sport is going to look like. Maybe you want to start a business later on in life. You want to become a a dietitian. I use this example all the time for some reason. Let's say you want to start a a business as a dietitian um, and right now you're a 20-year-old athlete just starting to study in that space but you can be thinking about how do I leverage my brand in 10 or 15 years time when I'm ready to do that how do I start connecting with people who could help me do that how do I start uh, creating that legacy for myself on social media sharing it in the media in my communication activities so thinking about where do you want to be in the future as well and how can your brand um, help you get there? But really thinking about what are those communication activities that you're really interested in? It might be sponsorship, it might be social media, or it might be public speaking, whatever it is, whatever's right for you. And then using your brand to help you connect with those opportunities. So not holding back from uh, saying, okay, I've, I've got this unique interest or passion or value or message that I could share rather than holding that back use that in those leverage opportunities Mm -hmm. so if you've got that passion for healthy eating use that to choose your sponsors use that to share stories and messages with them use that to connect with them in the first meeting that you have with them so using those elements of your brand and your story to connect with those opportunities that are on your personal bucket list and one thing that um i love about you guys is that you are very big on diversity and inclusion and you've done a lot of work with paralympics and i think um, a lot of the time obviously people come with um mental illness as well and they kind of see or adhd and things like that autism um into motorsports or in being an athlete um but uh, you work really well with those athletes trying to define their story and making them feel unique and using that to be a positive um, aspect of that story. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So every athlete is unique. Every person is unique. That's the beauty of, you know, um, 
of life is everyone is different. And so we've always said that those things that make you unique are a superpower. They're not something that's going to hold you back. They actually help you connect with the right people. They help you stand out from the crowd. So um, embracing those things that maybe you fear are a weakness or might stop you from being able to connect with opportunities, I always say they're a superpower. You know, if you've got a story with with mental health, maybe you could share that with people and use it to, I've had a lot of athletes do this, use it to connect um, with people on social media and use that as, as a superpower or use that to connect with charities. These things that we think are weaknesses or are going to hold us back, you can use them in a really positive way. You're very really good. Um, so once they've obviously developed their story and they've got they've leveraged it, um, and I guess there's life after sport, um, do you work with the athletes to help them transition over to um, like working life or life outside of sports, I guess? Yeah, I would say it, it's definitely part of the, the brand building process. It's part of all high-performance systems nowadays. We've really realised the importance of preparing athletes for that transition after sport. So I would say there's multiple different points in our program where we are helping athletes to prepare for that transition. Sometimes it's just helping them to to um, develop an identity beyond just an athlete because we know that's so important when you make that transition, having other passions and interests that you can focus on. I did a mentoring program with an athlete once a couple years ago and he was very suddenly making a transition uh, out of sport. He was leaving the sport really suddenly and he hadn't developed a strong identity beyond just athlete and that was part of why he wanted to leave. And so when we did the mentoring program, a lot of it was actually, I've never done a mentoring program like this before. It was really unique because he was in a unique position. But it was about um, helping him to pick up his hobbies and interests again. So one of his homework assignments actually was me saying he played an instrument and he'd given that up when he was doing his sport. Yeah. And he said, one of your homework activities is to go and pick up that instrument again and bring that back into your life. And that was actually really helpful for him. We don't get to do that a lot. I wish I could give that homework assignment more. <laughs> but it is uh, it is helping athletes to develop that uh, identity beyond just athlete, understanding that all these different things that make you who you are are fantastic and you can use them, but also they're going to help you in that transition period. Um, but beyond that, it's also helping them through that leverage piece. It's getting them to grow their network. It's getting them to develop um, skills that will help them in the transition, uh, whether it's, you know, marketing or learning how to service a contract or communicate with people. You're developing all these transferable skills through your sponsorship and your social media and your public speaking that you can use when you make that uh, transition. But uh, it's different for every athlete. Some athletes will have a very clear way that they know their brand can help them transition after sport. Sometimes it's helping them pick up an instrument again and, and develop that hobby. It's, it's always a little bit different. But, yeah, that brand building process definitely helps with that. I thought you were going to – the end of that story was, and now he's in a band and now we look after the band and we like, we've done on the branding for the pop band and <laughs> – I should check on him and see how he's going and maybe that would be. No, I think he was already in a band and then he quit the band and maybe I did tell him to get back in the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see where he's at now. Maybe he's a superstar and he's doing really cool things. Uh, you should, that's your homework. 
But it's very true what you're saying that a lot of these athletes, it becomes their life for such a long period of their time, especially like within racing, they can start racing from seven um, and pretty much, you know, race up until they're like 37, you know, at the, the high end of things. Of course, they can race beyond 37, but it's more like gentleman racing at that point of time. But because it's like over 30 years of um, just living, eating, breathing, this sport, um, definitely know a few people who have left. And as we know, with footballers and every every sport, it's generally it's a hard transition and that's probably one of the biggest things that um, I guess the contact or questions I get asked is like, you know, what do I do after sport? And I keep saying, well, you always have to have the backup plan for starters because not everyone's going to make it to Formula 1. Like obviously most sports are a little bit different. Not everyone can hit that, that top tier. So if you don't hit it, like what else is around, you know, what else can you um, – leverage um from your hobbies and interests and like there's a million other jobs that you can do within motorsports as well that you can invest your time and energy in um now i noticed on the website you've got ambassador training program can you tell me a bit about that because i'm i'm sure lots of people out there um dealing with sponsors and um so forth would love to know yeah so i think the expectation is with with athletes that they just know how to be ambassadors that if you are an athlete yeah. you've got all the skills it's going to be really easy but it's something that you need to learn how to do how to practice and so that's actually something that we offer to sponsors and to brands who are using athletes as ambassadors we have training that we can offer the athletes so that they can be really confident in that ambassador role um, help them understand the, the messages, the skills that they need, how to share uh, messages on social media, that side of things. It's, it's really about preparing athletes to be really confident ambassadors because while it's an amazing opportunity, it's a little bit daunting. It might be a little bit challenging if you've never done it before. It's something you can absolutely learn how to do, but we kind of um, step in to help athletes make that transition as an ambassador so that they can offer great value to the brand that they're working with, but also feel really comfortable and confident in that role themselves. And it's great that you do it with the sponsors as well, because I feel sometimes that that um, too is gets a little bit fuzzy along the lines of like, oh, I've got an ambassador. And I guess like that the expectations um, of what they're expecting the athlete to, to be doing or not be doing it. And sometimes like as it gets fuzzy, it's fantastic that you're working with both parties um, to make sure everybody's aligned. Yeah, and sometimes, and sometimes it's uh, also about taking a, a deeper look at what the athletes can actually offer. It's not always social media. Um, yes. Within your team of ambassadors, it might, I'm really saying negative things about social media today. It's really good. <laughs> Go into it if you love it. Um, but it might be saying, okay, I've got this team of ambassadors and three of them are really strong speakers, but we've not built that into our, uh, into our strategy yet. But that could actually offer us huge value as a business. And so we're able to tap into that more. Um, or we might have some that really have strong communication skills and we could get them attending networking events or trade shows on our behalf. Um, so it's also about understanding the unique skills that your athletes bring to the table rather than just saying, oh, they'll all do social media and they'll all be really good at it because they're all 22 and every 22-year-old knows how to do social media, which isn't always isn't always the case. No. And I feel a lot of the athletes these days, especially motorsports, are quite introverted. So they don't want to be doing videos. They don't want to be doing social media, um, especially like having to talk about themselves, one, and having just to talk in general. 
Um, we've mentioned it a few times about public speaking. Is that a service that you guys provide, helping the athletes with public speaking, or do you re- do you have someone that you refer them to? Or? We do. Uh, we do some collaboration programs with the Elite Athlete Business School, uh, and they offer incredible programs around public speaking uh, and storytelling and how to be a really strong. Um, public speaker we help athletes more around almost the business of public speaking and marketing yourself as a speaker and then we work collaboratively uh collaboratively with the elite athlete business school to upskill them in those hard skills and unpacking their uh story for the stage that side of things um we've done several different programs with with beck and her team and, and we love that because it has been something that we've seen so many athletes have an interest in. They often are uh, able to do speaking programs through their sports organisation and they have the opportunity to, to test that out and then it gets them to have that excitement and interest in speaking and we sort of step in and help them to make that into um, more of a plan, help them to figure out how to do that uh, a bit more strategically, basically. And how important do you think it is to have that public speaking skill for an athlete? I would say it is pretty important. I would say it's important for pretty much everyone. We're all going to have to do some public speaking at some point in our lives. It's a good skill to develop. But for athletes, I would say it's really important because um, you will speak to the media at some point, most likely. You will uh, speak to school kids or you'll be speaking to your fans. So you will be thrown into these opportunities where you have to speak and it's better to be prepared for that if you can be so you can do it confidently but also it's a fantastic way to leverage your brand you can get paid a good amount of money to do public speaking and so you know we know so many athletes are looking for more creative ways to fund the journey in sport it's really expensive uh, and public speaking is an incredible way to make extra income as an athlete and leverage your brand so yeah speaking Definitely. If you've got an interest in it and and you feel like uh, that would be something that you could do to leverage your brand, definitely something to upskill in. All right. I'll make a note of that. I'll um, look up the Elite Athlete School and put some details in today's show notes as well as Charlotte's obviously details. Um, Charlotte, is there any other um, services that the um, brand builders provide for the athletes and where's the best place to find you (laughs) on social media? I would say you could probably, the the best place to find us is our website. We've got heaps of online resources for athletes. We've got eBooks. We've got a free resource actually for athletes on uh, telling your story and unpacking your story. Um, And we've got uh, a sponsorship course and online resources. So I'd say if you're looking for more ways to to check us out and learn how to build your brand online on our website is probably the best I was just trying to find your book because I was like, everyone who becomes a member of Motivate gets their book. (laughs) There it is. Yes, so we've got the the book. Yeah, yeah, everyone that joins up to Motivate gets the athlete branding book, um, courtesy of the brand builders, as well as the sponsorship book, which I just don't have on site at the moment. (laughs) And you've got a fantastic newsletter on LinkedIn. Yes, yes, I do have a newsletter on LinkedIn that I haven't uh, written anything for in a little while. However, you can go and look that up and, and we unpack branding there a bit more um, for, for anyone that's, that's interested in, in learning about it. 
We've given some great tips and strategies today. Thank you. Uh, is there anything else about building brand you'd like to share with the team? I would say just don't wait. Don't put it off. I, I meet a lot of athletes uh, who tell me that they're just waiting for this perfect moment or this perfect opportunity or when I go to the Olympics or when I go to the Paralympics or I win this competition, then it will all fall into place. And that very rarely happens. That happens to the the 1% of athletes. They're the exception to the rule. Most athletes need to be more proactive in this space and taking control of the journey and, and not putting it off and waiting for the perfect the perfect time. Just go and have fun with it. Do something with it, uh, whether it's identifying what your brand is or being a bit more active on social media or doing some speaker training, whatever it is. Take control of that journey. Don't wait for someone else. Don't wait for the universe to, to get in the middle and say, hey, here's a sponsor or here's all the social media followers. It's probably not going to happen. It doesn't happen for the majority of athletes. So you are in the driver's seat of this journey. Go and do something with it and have fun with it too because it is it is a fun journey if you're going for those leverage opportunities and those communication opportunities that speak to you and that you know you're going to get a lot out of thanks and of course race over and check out the brandbuilders.com.au um again i'll put that in today's show notes charlotte thank you very much again for coming on board Yes, thank you so much. I can't believe it's the third the third time. I had forgotten that. <laughs> so that's amazing. I'll be back next year for a fourth next year, That's right. Yes, and next year around about August we'll book it in again. <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you. Get ready for the race. Do you feel one step closer to being the next superstar behind the wheel? MotivateTraining.com.au for more. M-O-T-I-V, the number eight, training.com.au. The green flag. Every episode gets you one step closer to the checkered flag. The Motorsport Coaching Podcast, getting you to the checkered flag faster.